Hello, so guys, to Topics on the Pod, episode 7, Feminism Today. I'm here back with my guest, Snow. Snow, how you doing? I'm good. Good. Yeah, as people don't know, uh, we were recording for like five minutes and like we were having recording issues, so I have to do it again. But now it looks like I restarted restarted the phone application and all that. It looks like it's good to go now. <laughs> only, prof- only professionalism here on Topics on the Pod. Yep, definitely. Nothing mm-hmm. ever goes wrong or astray. Oh no, nothing ever goes wrong with technology. Technology is key. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I see it's recording now, so we're all we're all Gucci here. But yeah, we have to get back to the uh, the news again. We're talking about you know Ozzy, we said Ozzy Osbourne was hospitalized due to an infection, so he was postponing some shows in the Bay Area. And then we're talking about Metallica is performing in the Austin City Limits Festival here in my area, which is a weekend event this weekend, as we're currently making this podcast this Saturday. It's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then next Friday and Saturday, Sunday, I'm going to try to go to the Saturday event to see them at Little Wayne. Maybe we'll see how it goes, because uh, I work Fridays on my other jobs, so that's why I can't do a whole weekend event. And they always change topics, or uh, change uh, scheduling, because uh, the Ganesh Gambino was supposed to be on Sunday, and they pulled out and had to replace him with Travis Scott, so... <laughs> And then uh, we were talking about uh, Star is Born, the remake with uh, Lady Gaga. And uh, who's the guy that's in it? Uh, I think it's Chris something. I have no idea. <laughs> oh. But I mean, you, you just saw the ads. Oh, I don't ever fully pay attention to him. I just wait till it tells me my little timer's up and I can skip them. Are oh, you talking about on uh, YouTube? Yeah. Are you, uh, you're watching it on the. Uh, on your phone or the laptop, your computer? Both. Yeah, I can't figure out how to make skips. Oh, it's Bradley. No, but the director is Bradley Cooper. But who's the uh, who's the guy? No, I can I can uh, block the ads on my laptop, but I can't do it on my phone. I can't figure that out. I can't block them on either. Well, what do you? What browser do you use or for uh, on your laptop? Google Chrome. My laptop's a Google Chromebook, so. It automatically goes to Google Chrome. Yeah, it's probably Cooper. Right, yeah, you can uh, you can install a uh, a plugin to put an iBlock on there, and then block it. Yeah, my laptop doesn't have many extensions and things that I can actually use on it. So it's a oh, so it's not like a computer. It's a laptop. So it's not a, it's not really outside. It's a MacBook. It's kind of like a iPad or what? MacBook. It's a, a Google Chromebook. Right. So what is? I don't know that it is. It, it's there's like two different types of it so far. Um, Google tried to start making computers, and this is the product. It was touchscreen at one point, and then it got stepped on by a drunk guy at a house party, and Club. now my. Three of my keys don't work. The screen's spiderwebbed all over it. There's like one little spot on it that's actually still touchscreen. Uh, yeah. So you threw a house party at your place? Uh, I did not throw the house party. My ex-boyfriend's brother threw it at their apartment, which was a one-bedroom apartment that was not very big. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> did you make that guy pay for your computer? or backbook? I didn't know who did it. Uh, I got you. Okay. I found it after everybody went home. Oh, man. 
Oh, so were you at the party or not? I was. But it was under my bed. There was no way that they should have been able to step on it unless they were just that idiotic. Oh, but they came in the bedroom then. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we should get that party outside, or not outside, but in the living room or something. Well, I mean, they had to walk through our bedroom to get to the bathroom, so. Oh, uh, yeah. Couldn't really lock the bedroom door and keep them out. Right. I didn't want all the guys peeing off the balcony into the grass. That, that probably would have had the called on us. You got water plants, right? <laughs> yeah, but it's public indecency, and we were all underage. We all would have gotten in a lot of trouble. Underage? And how, how would you get the, uh, the alcohol? Um, one of our friends' dads bought it. See, that's the thing, right? Like, I was looking at other podcasts, how people would try to get alcohol back in the day when you're underage. Like, you just ask an older adult. That's how I did for my 19th birthday. I got one of my friends that was going with me to the beach to get his dad to buy it. Yeah. Just sometimes my parents would give me alcohol, or I would ask one of my or one of my uh, best friend's moms would get alcohol for us. <laughs> but I've asked, or when I go to concerts, I've asked for people to give me some alcohol, too. <laughs> but, but then I'm, I'm a... I'm a uh, I saw about it back when someone asked me, like, hey, man, you need me I'm like, nope. Fuck off, kid. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of different <laughs> nowadays than back then, because, like, nowadays, you can get way more trouble than back then. Yeah. I mean, back when you could go to freaking Louisiana at 18 and get alcohol. Yeah. I mean, it's really it's really stupid how this country, I mean, it's one of our flaws here in our country. It's 21 here, but, like, what, like, in uh, England, for example, it's, like, 15 for beer. Uh, I know in, like, Germany and different places, as long as you can see over the bar, you can buy alcohol. Yeah, that's like Mexico, too. Yeah, I would have been screwed either way. Yeah, I was <laughs> just about to say, I'm like, well, what if you're, you know, a midget or just someone under height? I mean, or you're going to be, like, 40 years old and you can't buy beer. <laughs> so, you want to get some stiltles or some shit. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, we got uh, we got the news topic out of the way. It's, uh, you want to move into the main topic of uh, feminism? Sure. So this is the topic you wanted uh, to bring up. So I was, I'll just bring it. Let's start it out and just we'll just play ball and see how it goes. So so for to you for your example, since you're you're a lady, so what does it mean to you for feminism? Um. So I am definitely not a feminist. Just for the record. Okay. Uh, I, I can say that. Back in the day, like, when women were just considered housewives, I, that I can see where feminism was something that was needed. Mm-hmm. It got it to where women didn't have to stay at home. If they wanted to go to work, they could. Um, for all the women that were working, that were having to do it under the table, it got it to where they didn't have to freaking hide from people. Hide from people? What do you mean by that? Like, um, I, there's a movie on Netflix called Big Eyes. Uh-huh. It's about an artist. She was a painter, and I think it was in the 60s or something, uh, and it was not popular for a woman to be a painter. Really? Or have any kind of, other than being a house mom or a housewife, to have a job of any kind. Now, so, is this set in America, or was this set in? Yes, it's in America. Okay. Uh, I think she lived up north to begin with. Um, and she would make these 
portraits of people, but instead of having actual uh, accurate uh, proportioned features, their eyes would be overly large. Mm-hmm. And nobody wanted to buy her paintings that she had up in this kind of bar gallery thing uh, because she was a woman. Right. She met a man that decided, well, here, let me put my name on these fo- uh, these pictures and try and sell them. And everybody was going crazy for them. Uh, Every- so they- this, is ba- this, is ba- this, this is based on a true story? Like, does this actually happen? Yeah. Or- this actually happened. Okay. Um, they got married. She had already had a daughter uh, from a previous relationship, and things just kind of got out of hand. He got very aggressive and abusive and demanding that she do the paintings for him. Right. And he was taking all the credit for him. Right. She got divorce papers, divorced him, and ran away to Hawaii and was still doing her paintings. She wasn't selling them anymore at, like she was before. But he found her and demanded all the paintings and everything. And she took him to court. And the judge in the court was like, okay, since you both say that you're the ones doing the paintings, because she wanted to finally take credit for her paintings. Uh, he had them set up two different canvases facing away from each other and told them both to do a painting. And she was able to finish it within like 20 minutes, I think. And he made excuse after excuse of why he couldn't do it. Oh, so trying, the judge trying to see, like, who's actually making the paintings. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And the, the court ruled that it was never defined who it was, but everyone could tell it was hers, that all of those paintings were hers. And that was actually one of the first women that actually got noticed for her artwork. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, <clears throat> Yeah. What's, what, what's, uh, what's the lady's name? I Hang on, I can actually look it up. Okay. We don't get it recognized. But it's currently still on Netflix. I believe it is. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Alright. So the actress's name was Amy Adams that played in it. Mm-hmm. It's not wanting to load. Give me his. Oh, Margaret Keene. That was her name. Margaret Keene. Okay. Her ex-husband's name was Walter. Right. This is based in the 60s, so I'm like, she's still around. I think about this. Yeah, it was. Uh, for years, Walter Keene was known as one of the most. Why is it reloading? There it goes. Okay. <laughs> As one of the most commercially successful artists in the 1960s. I had it right. Yay. Nice. <laughs> uh, his paintings of, uh, I can't pronounce what it is, but something thin girls with eyes four times their normal size were dubbed the most popular art now being produced in the free world. In a 1965 life story, Walter Keene, it turns out, couldn't even paint. It was his wife, Margaret, who was really creating all the big eye paintings and kept Walter's secret after he threatened to have her killed. Hmm. Yeah. So, so where are they at now? Um, as far as I know, if, if she's still alive, she probably still lives in Hawaii. 
Right. So, so where where did she run away from? Like, where was she set at before she went to Hawaii? Uh, it's in the state that states that's pretty off the grid. Uh, oh, the movie was created by Tim Burton, by the way. Oh, okay. No, yo. I know his work. Why is it not wanting to load? I'm trying to load right now, so it's not wanting to let me scroll. You know, like saying, like, our recording issues. They're telling me my technology is where it's at now. Everything's wanting to go awry tonight. <laughs> it's because we tried to do two in one. That's what it is. Yeah. <sighs> but I mean, we got to give the people what they want. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm not sure where they were actually from. I know it was someplace up north, though. Okay. So, well, we can move on to let's see where. So, what started the the feminism? So, why would it start now instead of back then? Well, it was started back then. Um, so, so that Netflix special—that's what started it. Was basically that well, movement. <laughs> not necessarily that story, but feminism is pretty much traditionally it's the idea of equality of. Okay, you're a man, you're allowed to work. Me as a female, why am I not allowed to work? And women fought, fought tooth and nail for, them to, for themselves and other women to be able to have a job, to be able to do different things, um, to be able to wear what they wanted. Because traditionally, it was women always had to wear dresses. They weren't allowed to wear pants and t-shirts or even like pantsuits that was that was very taboo when that happened mm. kind of like with the idea of women starting to wear bikinis that when that happened the first couple women that did that got arrested really uh well when that started happening it was still tradition of women were to wear one pieces and your swimsuit had to be a specific length or you would not be allowed to go out in public it's feature anything so whenever they started wearing bikinis that was the biggest taboo ever nobody knew really what to say or do so i mean but who made the bikinis though for them to actually wear it and it was taboo it was a woman obviously <laughs> that uh, got tired of the idea that we had to go by a man's standard right because traditionally it was men that created all the clothing and everything like that uh which actually fun fact like high heels like stilettos and everything were not traditionally made for women they're made for men really they were made for men that worked in a butcher shop so that they would not have to step in all the blood interesting didn't know that yeah, yeah but they're but still, un they're still <laughs> very uncomfortable though so i really understand the whole heel aspect to begin with well, they were a lot more comfortable back then. They weren't designed like, like uh, what is it, paradas and stilettos nowadays. Mm -hmm. They weren't meant to just be fashionable. They were meant for a purpose other than oh, these look pretty. Right. <laughs> you think they're like some like they should make some kind of heels just for style and comfort because like every lady that I've been with ever heels like they can only wear heels for like maybe ten minutes before they got to take it off. 
the heels I have, even though they are a four inch tall heel, they're actually decently comfortable. They're a wedge heel, so they don't have that pinpoint. Here's a freaking pin of uh, the head of a needle sized uh, heel. And they're very wide. They're open at the uh, toe. They're, they're actually very comfortable. They're very old, though. Um, but most heels aren't designed the same way that they used to be. They're a lot taller, and they make your foot have to arch more, which actually will give people foot problems later in life. That's what I mean. I was like, it looks like just so uncomfortable to wear. Oh, they are nowadays. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, nowadays heels, like, women that I've been with, they can't wear it for, like, 10 minutes. Like, but just... women have spread to lead by the life of pain is be or beauty. Is beauty That's is why women want to go and get their eyebrows tattooed on and uh, tattooed to where it always looks like they're wearing lipstick or get uh, Botox and injections in all parts of their body to make themselves look the part that they Right. So like boob jobs. <laughs> Those are not easy. Those are painful. Oh, yeah. Now, can you register? It's like, is they doing all this then for themselves? Or are they you know, self-conscious? Are they trying to do this to like attract male? Like, what do you think the main motive for them to do this is? Um, it depends on the woman, in my opinion. Uh, there was a show for a while on National Geographic, I believe, that was called Taboo. And they did an episode of Body Modification. There was a woman in Houston, Texas, that uh, she had such bad issues with her self-image and her self-worth that she got breast implants to the point that nobody in the U.S. would do any more breast implants on her. She went to, I believe, someplace in South America and mm -hmm. got more implants and ended up with an infection and had to get them all taken out. The doctor told her, if you try and do this again, you're probably going to die. Wow. And she still wanted to go and get more. She's had her face redone. She, mm -hmm. Her boobs individually were the size of a basketball. Each one was the size of a full blown up basketball. Jesus. And like how, how big was this lady? Like she was the average size? She, or? she was probably, uh, she was taller than I am. So she was probably five foot five, someplace about there. And probably a little bit less than I weighed other than her boobs. So what... So her size are basketball. So what size do you think that is in weight? Um, because I'm five 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 six. So if I had that, like that'd probably be hectic on the back. For sure. I don't know, but size wise, I think they said she was up into the J's. I think she was like a double or triple J. Oh Jesus! Which I mean, I'm a double D. So there's E, F, double F, triple F. All three of the G's, all three of the H's, I's, and then J's. So that's yeah, a I'll, lot bigger I'll, than. I lose count after D. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've seen. I've I do feel like. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was saying I've been with a lady that's like, I, I forget what it, I think it's after D or something because like, I remember she's saying like her breast was like forty pounds or something. I remember oh, what size that is. Yeah, and I was like, that's pretty too much for me. I and mean, I'm like, I've got a. And I'm only 13 pounds for both of my boobs. Yeah, and hers are natural because you can tell, like, you know, that they're not perky, you know, they actually hang down because that's what natural breasts do if they're yeah. that, that size. So that's, I don't know. But just did that woman say, like, her reason for those boob jobs? She had a mental disability from past trauma in her childhood that made it where she just 
she felt like she needed it to have self-worth. Even though she was married and had two kids and her husband didn't care if she didn't have big boobs. Because originally, naturally, she had C-cups and he loved her no matter what. He thought she was gorgeous. And I mean, he went along with it, though, because it made her happy. Mm -hmm. So it, it really and truly that with her wanting to feel like she was needed and appealed to by uh, appealing to men. Yeah, and it's about C cups in general. Like C cups is about the the actual average, ain't it? Uh, C cups to a D cup is usually the average. Okay. So A cups are like for like small. Yes, they're usually like when you first start puberty, you're going to be an A cup, which is usually about a training bra size, maybe a little bit. What is what is B? Uh, B is like my handful. Like I've got really little hands, but it's a handful. <laughs> it's, uh, it's my size handful. I've got tiny hands, so it's my size handful. Okay. Um, but a C and a D would probably be an average man's hand size. So that's okay. that's a handful for a normal guy. <laughs> All right, you're saying C D is is average, so and A is a training brawl. So what do you what do you label as a B? Besides just saying handful. Half an apple. There we go. Half an apple. Okay. Half an apple on each side. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe okay. I guess it's like transition between uh no. and average, I guess. Like tweener, maybe. Patrick says a B cup is about half an orange. Half an orange? Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, with the ladies I've been with, I never really asked her breast size. Unless you could really tell like that one I was saying that had forty pound breast size. <laughs> She's like a, she was like an eight cup, which you know I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not really into breasts myself. I'm really the ass man. People want to know. Yeah. Which I, I, okay, I have to say, I find that hilarious. We have bra sizes, but we don't have like a scale for how large somebody's ass is. Yeah, you just have this panty sizes like what small to large. Uh yeah. Which well, you can't even really do that because a lot of women just wear thongs in general. So. Yeah. So See, I'm not a fan of thongs. I never have been. Oh, you never got into thongs? Uh, I have to wear them for work, but I'm not yeah. fond of them at all. They are really? annoying to me. Yeah, uh, my ex liked it. So, <laughs> oh, so your your job? You know, we were talking about strippers on, on the last pod. So you, the, yeah. uh, <clears throat> the thong is like an actual requirement when you do the topless. Uh, a legal thong. It has to be at least legal. two inches wide, like. At the base where it covers uh, a girl's pussy, it has to be two inches wide, so it fully covers it. Right, but the ass is like basically hanging out with the thong. I mean, your asshole's covered, but your entire ass is like showing. Right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you can wear you can wear other panties and stuff over it. You don't have to just wear that, but you are required to wear a legal thong. Oh, uh, okay. So you can wear any kind of panties, but the thong has to be over the panties. Under them. Under them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Right. Kind of you had yeah, I mean, I've never seen someone wear like two different kinds of panties, especially a panty and a thong concept. <laughs> but I mean, if that's what you want to do. Uh, <laughs> so, what do, you, what do you think the fitness is going? Like, what do you think is heading towards the future? Do you think it's going to make a change, or do you think it's going to change now, or what's it? In all honesty, I feel like feminism should have already dissipated. It, it's not needed anymore. We have equal pay for men and women. 
We have equal job opportunities. Yeah, Pretty much you. everything that is needed or required or anything, we've already got. Yeah. So, uh, we're talking about the pay. Like, actually, it's still by law. Like, men can actually still be paid by or can still be paid more than women, but just by, you know, lawsuits or, like you're saying, the Feminist Act, like, they just don't want to do that. So, that's why. Men aren't paid more. Uh, the statistics that they've shown uh, for men, quote unquote, being paid more is actually the fact that they took two paychecks, a man's and a woman's. They did not take out the fact that uh, of how much time off the woman took versus how much overtime the man had. Mm-hmm. Men, uh, in all aspects of it, men are going to take more overtime than a woman is. Despite a job, job in general or? In any kind of job. Because a woman, if she's married is versus a man being married, a woman's going to need maternity leave. Men don't need to, obviously. They don't, they're not the ones that are in the hospital room having a baby. Right. Uh, and they're going to want time to stay home with the baby, or actually they're going to need time to stay home with the baby. And 90% of the time we don't get paid maternity leave. Uh, other countries do have paid maternity leave, but I, in the U.S. doesn't. I don't know why. Really? It, it, yeah. Yeah, because I've been with a couple of girls that I work with in my area. They on paternity leave so but I mean, uh, how long how long is uh the paternity leave here is there uh, a set link like would you work would you work in a set job when you had your your son no i didn't i was in school i was in college okay um i think it's like a few weeks to a month, but it's still technically not enough time if you ask me just because until six months you should still be breastfeeding your kid. If not, if you're bottle feeding them, that's different. But if you're breastfeeding them, you should still, you should do it for at least six months. Right. So you uh, believe companies should be paying women six months of returning leave? Uh, well, they don't even give them that much time off is the thing. I, right. Whether they pay them or not, like if it's single mom, yes, I, I would suggest paying them just because then that means that they have to struggle to try and find a way to take care of themselves and their baby. Uh, yeah. If married, I mean, that's kind of iffy. I mean, if he's working a good job, then I get, then I would probably say no. Yeah. I mean, then that kind of goes into double standards. Yeah, because it goes both ways. Because, like, saying you're running, say, like, Walmart or something, and you want to pay the same woman that's doing the same kind of job and pay, you want to pay for six months, and she's not actually at the job, you know, that still mm-hmm. costs the company money. So, they're yeah. to hire you. I know, and like Sweden and places like that, they do paid maternity leave uh, every year. If you have children uh, for the man, for the husband and the wife, they both get paid maternity leave to spend time with their children. Mm. Yeah, because men men here doesn't get paid at all for that, right? No. Yeah. But you also got to look at most in today's society. A lot of the dads don't actually stay around, or they divorced and they have to pay for child support. If they do pay and child support. Uh, it is unfortunate because I've met a lot of ladies that are single parents, and the man is not around to pay child support, which. The thing about that, I was like, how come most women on here doesn't, like, force the men to pay child support? Like, what's the issue on that? Um, okay, so, me and Patrick, uh, Patrick is not William's sperm donor, is the way I'm going to word it. Um, 
because my ex is a complete asshole and he deserves to be called that because of how he treated me while we were together. Um, anyway, uh, so I did not want to pursue, um, ch- uh, not childcare. What is it? Uh, thank you. Uh, because I, one, he left when he found out that I was pregnant, he left. Mm. Um, so in my eyes, that's you, that would be, if it was me and you, if you did that, it would be, you walked away. You don't want anything to do with him. So if he were to pay child support, he would get visitation rights. No, you, well, there's a kind of court. You could still get full visitation rights. You could just make him pay. It's really iffy though. Uh, of how they'll handle it. Well, I mean, if the guy doesn't want to be in the picture and he tells the court that, then you can still have full visitation rights and he just pays it. Cause... He would have said that he wanted visitation rights just to spite me because uh, that was how bad it got at the end. Right. Um, so what I have now is me and my mother are working on joint custody. So in a sense, my mother is the, the other spouse in a sense. In retrospect, she's the other parent. Okay. Um, so we'll have joint custody of him, which means that she, me and her work together to take care of him. In turn, that means that the they're doing right now in the court system means that if my ex even ever decides, even 20 years down the road, mm-hmm. that he somehow has had an epiphany that he wants to know William, that he can't. He will no longer have any rights to him. Mm-hmm. So it makes it a little bit easier of if he decides he wants to, after so long, have something to do with my son, then I don't have to worry about him coming in and trying to lie to my son about whatever and try yeah. and turn him against me, like my dad has with my younger brothers. Right. So ever since he left, you have no contact with him? Nope. He's tried to stalk me through my friends once, and that was it. Mm-hmm. And when I found out, I went off on him and pretty much blocked everybody that I knew from the Renaissance Festival from my Facebook until I slowly weeded out who did it and confronted them. And they apologized because they didn't realize that that wasn't, wasn't the best idea. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. It's a, big, it's a big controversy for sure about that. Yep. But I mean, my mom and me and Patrick work really well with William and William loves Patrick. William looks at him. He's even called him daddy before, which made me so mad that day because I tried to get him to say mama and he refused to. And he kept saying Papa, which is what he calls my stepdad and daddy instead of saying mommy, because he knew it was driving me crazy. Uh, so you thought he was doing to spite you. <laughs> For a one and a half year old, he is extremely smart. Yeah. Like he is way more intelligent than he should be. Hmm. I mean, kids are like are adapting faster than every generation, it seems. Yeah. <laughs> I so, kind of got I got a super smart one. Yeah, that's great. That's good. He has he's smart, no medical problems. It's that's all you can ask for. Yeah. He didn't cry a lot when he was little. That's good. Super good kid. To wake you up at night. I mean, other than those first six months, whenever he would wake up every hour to eat, it was totally fine. Which my stepmother had a cow when she found out that he was sleeping in the same bed as me instead of sleeping in a crib because it made me feel better to have him right next to me. 
Uh, it made me feel more secure that nothing was going to happen to him. And I don't roll in my sleep, especially whenever I had him. I didn't even move an inch in my sleep. Right. But she's my stepmother is was a neonatal nurse for years. And she's heard all the scary stories and has relayed them to me of what can happen. Right. Yeah. Okay. Let's, uh, let's get on to the next thing on here. Do you think this should be a men feminist movement or minimist movement? Um, no. No. I, I, like, in all honesty, I don't think feminism should exist. I don't think anything along those lines should exist anymore. Mm. We've pretty much got equality, other than there's still occasionally racism. Um, well, that's a different topic, really. Well, yeah, but uh, according course. to some feminists, there's sexism, which... Individual people, I can understand, can be sexist, but there's not, like, a whole group like the KKK out for uh, blacks that are out for women or out for men. It just doesn't happen. Well, actually, there is one for men. It's called feminism now. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, this is more of a sex sexism topic than a racial topic. Yeah. Uh, there is apparently something, according to feminists, called mansplaining. What's Which pretty much, it pretty much means that so me and you are having a debate and you decide to dumb it down to try and make me understand what you're saying, even though I have not asked you to. Right. In a sense, it's almost like belittling me, even though you're not trying to. You're just trying to um, explain it just so you make sure that I understand that anybody else that's inside conversation understands. It's not because it's like, just because, oh, I think you're a woman, you're not going to understand because I'm a man intellect. That's how the feminists seem to look at it. Mm. But in all honesty, it's actually you trying to not make me look like I'm a fool by making me have to ask. Right. I mean, that's how I look at it. I may be totally wrong, but mm. I guess it kind of depends on the person that's explaining it. Mm -hmm. So. Well <laughs> Yeah, but here's here's my problem. Is like we said equality, but uh, with certain job aspects, like I I can have an example from my my past two jobs, my current job, my past job, that uh the women can have long hair and piercings, but uh, men cannot. So I don't see how that is that's equality in that aspect. That one, it's kind of more of a tradition thing than really inequality or equality. It's like in school. Um, at I'll use my high school as an example. Men are not allowed to have piercings or guys are not allowed to have piercings at all at the high school I went to. Women are allowed to because traditionally women are going to wear earrings, they're going to wear bracelets, they're going to wear necklaces, and it's just, it's a culture thing. Okay, so let's talk about culture and traditional ways, but I mean, there's a feminist movement to be equality, so why can't be men equality to do what they want to do as well? So they go, they go both ways. Because well, the schools are going to look at it as, oh, well, that's a distraction, that's not something normal for a guy to do, which I, I do. I agree with you on that because my younger brother, Daniel, um, for the longest time at the very back of his hair, like at the little dent in at the back of his skull, he had this little patch of hair that would curl like a little ducktail, huh. and he had it for months. And then finally his school, his teacher found out about it and was like, oh, that's a distraction. We want you to get rid of it because yeah. it was long. It wasn't that it was a distraction because not one of the children in his class 
was getting distracted by it. It wasn't like he had bubblegum pink hair with, with pinwheels in it. Exactly. That's like, I think. That, I understand. That's what I understand in school. Like it distracts. I'm like, what do you mean by distraction? I'm like, no people just gonna look like, oh, this dude has long hair. I'm like, well, girls have long. Hair. I'm like, I'm not gonna be a, a guy looking like, oh, this dude has long hair. Let me stare at this dude's long hair all day in class. I'm like, that's just a BS concept. The same at work. I don't. Because like I want to grow my hair out, but in more concept, I cannot have my long. I can't grow my hair out. Do this concept. It's kind of. The only thing I can think of with that one is, it's how tradition is. Of men are supposed to have short hair, women are supposed to have long hair. I don't. But. It, I mean, like Patrick just said, if it's a religious thing, they can't say anything. Um, but with jewelry and stuff. Yeah, it, but there's. It's like saying that jobs won't hire you because you have tattoos. Mm -hmm. That it, it, yes, it is something that's becoming more normal, but it's still kind of a taboo. It's going against everything that we've ever known of, okay, men have short hair, they don't wear piercings, they're clean shaved and everything, and women are supposed to have long hair and look very ladylike and wear skirts or dresses. That's just... It's tradition, mm -hmm. and today's I, society, the millennials and everything are trying to break away from that, but it's a lot harder to break traditions than what people seem to realize. Yeah, but I mean, so far, we've broken tradition. Just, you're talking about feminism, you know, you're saying, like, feminism, they should just, you know, just be a housewife when the man works, and then you're saying, now we should have equality while women work. So I mm -hmm. think if, if we got to that point, then I think we should get to the point to men and women should have whatever they want to feel, they want to wear, dress to work. I can understand. So it also depends on the person that owns the business. Yeah, as I was saying, like it depends on you know the company. If they have certain standards, I can understand that. But it should still well, go both Chick ways. Chick Fil A. Uh, if you work there, you're not. Uh, well, I don't know if you're allowed to wear piercings or not. But they kind of, they kind of want you to have this religious aspect to you. Um, yeah, yeah. I say they don't really support don't the gays or not, but. It, but if you're lesbian, bisexual, or gay, or anything along those lines, if you're anything other than Baptist, mm -hmm. they will not let you work there, apparently. Yep, yep, that's their issue. But that one, that one, even though it's on a totally different aspect than what we've been talking about, that one I feel is inappropriate for them to say, oh, well, just because you don't believe what we believe, you can't work here. That, that one gets a little bit too far, in my opinion. Right. I can I can see it and don't see it at the same time because it is it is their company. They have their own policy of who wants to. They can choose who wants who wants to work their company or not based on their aspects, and traits, or religion. Yeah, but that takes a lot of because it's a fast food restaurant. This takes away a good portion of the types of jobs that people can have that are in high school, like an eighteen year old. Well, I mean, I mean, there's other restaurants besides Chick Fil A. I mean, if, if you don't believe that. Popular one. There's like four of them in Beaumont. There's one in Nederland. There's one in Port Arthur. There's there's at least one Chick Fil A in every town, other than China Gnome and Orange, China Gnome Orange and Sour Lake, just because those are like rural towns. Well, I was trying to go McDonald's or something. <laughs> yeah, but McDonald's has a really bad atmosphere, in my opinion, well, mainly because of the experiences I've had there. Well, I mean, well, so Chick-fil-A has a religious aspect. I mean, if you're saying about that, all restaurants have a bad feel to it. I mean, like, see, like, I worked at a fast food restaurant in high school as well. It had a bad aspect. Even the older people there, they were all pretty criminal or party-based people. 
I didn't. I worked at a bar. <laughs> that was the first job I ever had was working at a bar as a shop. <laughs> my, Waitress, I mean. Uh, my first job was uh, Bush's Chicken. It's a chicken place I, here, local Texas. Bush's Chicken. You never heard of it? No. Is that is not around the Houston area? I thought it was around. It's around the Beaumont area. Oh yeah, it's basically like a fast food chicken area. It's it's only here based here in Texas. They got I think I know they got over fifty locations now. So the last right. We have a Church's Chicken and a Chicken Express. Yeah, it's it's base it's basically like Chicken Express. Okay. Except for uh, Bushes, they actually have the people come out. Uh, say like you're in the drive-through, right? Mm -hmm. The people come out to your car and then take your order and they go in and make the food and then bring it out to you. Oh, so like in the 60s, whenever they would do car offers and stuff, kind of like at Sonic. Yeah, pretty pretty much. Well, at least for Sonic, I mean, you got to press the button order, but they come out and do the whole thing. They come out. Yeah. To, yeah. It's it's pretty much like that. It's, it's an all right job. I had fun memories there. The people I worked with were pretty cool. They always had cake parties, underage. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's a fun time. <laughs> They actually put the kegs in the in the trash cans we had at work and keep it in the freezer until we were going to go out and party that night. That just sounds gross. Yeah, it was still good. Well, I mean, I was good 16, 18, so curious about that point. <laughs> uh, the first place I ever worked, it was called Starvin' Marvin. Um, and the owner, actually, he passed away a few years back. He had cancer. Um, starving. But, you said starving Marvin. Yep. So I'll be calling starving Marvin. Um, I think there's like one still open someplace. They've got, they've still got a van that drives around every now and then. Wait, wait. So this is a, so star, star Marvin. I thought you were saying star Marvin was a place or a person. So this is the place. Yeah, it's the restaurant that I used to work at as a waitress. Oh, um, uh, okay. Right. Bar and grill kind of place. Yeah. And on weekends at night, they would have a band that would play, oh, okay. just like a school band, like a uh, local band, local, yeah, local talent and stuff. Uh, but there was so much sexual harassment that I had to deal with. I never wanted to be a waitress again after that. Yeah, even the rest. I've worked at different different restaurants after Bushes, but I was never a waiter or something. I couldn't really do it. I don't really like interacting with the people in the restaurant. As the pain was bad. Yeah, that pays bad also well because you're just like just trying to like fifteen an hour, other than yeah. tips. 15. And some uh, tips with other oh with everybody else. You said fifteen an hour plus tips. No, two fifteen an hour, two dollars oh. and. 15. Oh, okay. I'm about to say I'm like, man, you go there, we balling down there. If it was fifteen dollars an hour, I'd go back. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I could. No, I couldn't do that. I don't like the customer service aspect for that. I currently like how how I do my current my current full time job right now is in the hospital because I I do it myself. I yeah. don't do it. Like I love I love this you know like the people I want to talk to on the podcast but like you know you actually have full conversation without you know electronics or cell phones looking at you right now. But you're yeah. still you're with the asshole customer service and like you know the customer like oh I need you to do do the whims of all my needs right now and then I might not even pay you shit. And I was like ah, I don't do with that. There was one table that I had that was like that of every time that I would come back to the table, whatever they needed, they had something for me to go get. 
And they finally got fed up with me, even though I was doing everything they asked. They asked for the manager. I ended up bawling my eyes out. I was so upset. I thought I failed miserably, and my manager had to come and talk to me after. and was like, no, they were just assholes. Well, that's good. At least he was understanding. The first manager that I had there was, he was super sweet, very understanding. When we got a new manager, though, she was kind of a bitch. Yeah. She was the kind of, you have to stay busy 24-7, even if there's not a damn thing to do. Oh, yeah. If all the the floor's been swept and mopped, you still have to find something. Hmm. You gotta earn that 215. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So what's what's the next thing you talk about, uh, feminism? Um... I know most of them nowadays are snowflakes. They get upset about every little thing. Well, <laughs> I think that's more than just feminism. That's like everybody on online or online groups. You think? Fin- yeah. I was thinking about feminism. You think it's just more like a culture thing? Like people just want to be accepted to a certain cult, I guess you want to call it, a group. That's pretty much what it is now. It's a cult. Mm-hmm. Um, but they'll go out and they'll do marches and everything. And if you ask them anything any kind of question about any of what they're talking about, they get very offended by it. Like what? They'll go out to all the, like, rape rallies and everything. Uh, (laughs) I'm getting a really weird look over here of what's a rape rally. Um, But pretty much, since he apparently doesn't understand it, I'll explain it. A rape rally pretty much is uh, a group of people will go out to a public place and talk about the quote-unquote rape culture that apparently America has, which we don't have a rape culture. Last I checked, we, criminal, uh, it's a criminal act. It's not the Congo. Uh, we lock up any rapist that we find or pedophile, but they'll go out and they'll have posters and say that, pretty much most of them say that just because I wear uh, scantily clad clothing, it doesn't give you permission to rape me. And they'll go and they'll support them. And there will be people that will go out and ask them questions about all of it. Be like, well, one, we don't have a rape culture. And two, uh, why do you have to come out here and say all this, even though we criminalize it? And they'll just blow up on them and get very offended by the fact that somebody somewhere has a different opinion than they do. Mm -hmm. You're trying to... um, that's how they look at it as you're pretty much treating them like they're a witch even though you're all you're doing is asking them questions right they don't want them to change their opinion or what they believe they don't want their opinion changed and they want you to just go along with whatever they believe mm-hmm <clears throat> just like with all of the ideas of uh how there's apparently more than two genders now. There's an infinite number of different genders. And if you accidentally call somebody that's uh, transsexual, uh, or not transsexual, yeah, transsexual, I think. Like a a transvestite or... uh, There's a new term, and I can't remember what it is. Uh, I don't think they don't want to be called that anymore, right? I don't like being called that, but... um, Oh, shit, I can't remember the term for it now. But if you, so it, say there's a transsexual woman that's going in transition of being a man. If you call her a she or a her 
or refer to her as a female at all, it offends them. And it is now apparently, according to some of them, you can be, uh, it's a criminal act and it's oh. considered violence. Oh, Jesus. Um, some of them, they consider themselves asexual and you're supposed to refer to them as them, they, and their. Really? That's not even yeah. calling you a thing. Like, like you're basically saying that's a it over there. And I'm sorry that if it offends somebody, but if you look like a female, I'm going to call you a female. If you look like a dude, I'm going to call you a dude. It's not me trying to be um, inappropriate or try and offend you. It's just that's that's how I was raised. A a guy is a guy. A chick is a chick. If you have a pussy, you're a female. If you have a penis, you're a guy. Yeah, and like there's actually like YouTube videos always saying like, oh, you can't just base by gender just by your private parts or your sexual yeah. organs. So I'm like, oh, come on, man. I like you talking we were talking about you know, like, you know, traditional things. I'm like, that's a traditional thing. That's how you spot a male and a female. It's it's pretty basic shit. If there's boobs, ninety percent of the time it's gonna be a female. If there's not, it's almost hundred percent of the time gonna be a guy. Uh, there's the occasional that, that, There's the occasional wrong. Um, but I mean, just like with anything, there are exceptions. There are some people that were born with both uh, genitalia, and technically they're both. See, that's, an, them, that's an exception, though. A very, very rare exception. And with that, I could see somebody getting offended if you call them a female and they consider themselves a male because they do have a vagina and a penis. Right. But usually people that do that, they actually correct which one they want to have. Yeah. And. Nowadays, children are uh, children in middle school and high school are allowed to take uh, hormone drugs to change their gender and everything. So, really, middle school. A lot of them, uh, what they are is pretty much their hormones that uh, combat the hormone, the uh, estrogen or testosterone. So it'll make it to where you won't go through puberty, right. which in turn means that 90% of the time, if you were born a guy and you take those, you're not, your penis isn't going to grow. You're not going to grow facial hair. Your, your voice isn't going to deepen. You can never have kids. Even if you become, even if you get a sex change to be a female, you're not going to be able to have kids. Mm-hmm. Your body never went through puberty. Right. And, and there, you also couldn't get the sex change at that point because there's not enough tissue uh, that if you're a male or a female, there's not enough tissue to turn inside out into a vagina. Right. Well, even then, how how kids are gonna? They're they're just kids. Like, how are they gonna decide? Like, oh, I want to be a male in a few months. So I'm like, you're like what, fourteen years old? Like, you don't it, know that aspect of life. It, it's kind of becoming the social norm for people to do that. Mm. And the parents apparently have no say so anymore of to allow their children or not to allow their children to do such things. Mm. <laughs> so. There's not much the parents can do anymore. Yeah, I think there should be some some standard about that. Like say, like even back then, our generation, like I don't think I ever thought I was like, mm, I want to be a, I want to be a woman. Like, what would that be like? Like, <laughs> I think of it as a happy, like, oh, I like to be a girl for a day, but I'm not thinking, oh, I'm gonna take all these bunch of drugs and then just think I'm gonna be a female. I'm not gonna take a bunch of drugs to become a female, and I'm not gonna turn my penis inside out. Right. <laughs> I mean, because I've actually met up with somebody that's, you know, turning their penis inside out, but they, you know, they still can't do any sexual functions. Yeah, it never works the same. 
Right. So even though you're gonna be a male or female, I'm like you still can't give kids or you can't have kids. So I mean, you're still the same where you're gonna I mean, be. You can adopt, but that's you can have your own children. Which I mean, I'm all for adoption. I'm totally for uh, the lesbian community and bisexual community wanting to adopt children. That's awesome because there's a lot of kids that don't have family. So right. Go for it. Yeah, as am I, but I mean, still, you're still changing your sexual organs, but I mean, it's still, it doesn't change your having kid aspect. I mean, that, that's a personal choice. I don't think a child should be able to make such an important decision of, I want to take hormones to combat puberty so that I don't go through it so I can be a different gender or whatever else. That, mm -hmm. to me, that's just not something a child should yeah. make the decision on. That's awesome. I, I feel like they should be older. It's not cheap either. You still got to pay for that. And usually it's the parents paying for it. Mm hmm Yeah. Like I say, well, my... agree with it or not. My son or daughter is going to ask for that. I'm like, well, you could do this, but I ain't paying for that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I would be able to allow my son to do that. Yeah, so, so yeah, yes, but your son... What if your son comes up to you and says, I want to be a woman, so what, what are your thoughts for that? Uh, I honestly, I don't know how I would react, mm -hmm. but I don't think I would be able to allow him to go through those hormone drugs at well, a young age. If he's 30, 20s, 30s, or whatever else, and he wants to do it, go for it. You're paying for it yourself. I'm still going to love you. Mm -hmm. I don't agree with your choice, but I'm going to love you the same either way. If you If he came up to me and told me that he was gay, I would still love him. I, it's not going to change how I feel about him. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I don't have to worry about him knocking up a girl when he gets older, but true. So that's a little bit of a plus. <laughs> I'll make the same mistake that I did, even though he is the best thing that ever happened to me. Still not happy with who it happened with. Mm -hmm. But, but I mean, if he became he became a female, like you would, or what do we call? Like you would call him your daughter, or how would you try to label? Um, I don't know. I would still kind of want to call him my son, just because that's how he was born. But I mean, I guess I kind of would would be okay with calling him my daughter if that's what he decided. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I guess it would depend on one if. He to change his name as well, which is also decently expensive to do. It, it costs a lot to change your name. Uh, it costs. I actually don't know how much yeah, it costs. To change your name, it costs. It does cost money. Right, but yeah, I never really looked at how much it costs. Very expensive or not for the process. I know. <laughs> I know. It's like a fun fact. Like somebody changed their name to like a lot of bunch of like uh, superhero names. It was a long ass name. Um. So. Google says that it costs between one hundred and fifty to five hundred dollars to change your name. What what source is this? Google. Uh, it's the LawDictionary.org. It's not bad. Oh, how long does it take to take an effect? Uh, I don't know. Like 100, 150 to five hundred. That's a big gap. I'm like, it depends how long uh, your name is. <laughs> It would probably depend on how long you wanted to change your name. Uh, here, I'll do Texas and see how much it says. Uh, in Texas, it says $250 to $350. Wow. 
I guess you guys gotta get you gotta get a new uh, social security card too. Uh, I don't know if they would change your social security card. Well, I mean, your ne- your name is on your social security card, so. Well, it wouldn't change the number. Uh, it says it takes about six weeks. Yeah, I didn't I didn't mean the number, but. No. Still gotta put your name on the card. See, yeah. That's that's who you are on the number, and you gotta change your uh driver's license too if you have that. Yeah, it says your license and social security card should be mailed to you within six weeks. Okay. Hmm. You ever thought to change your name? No. No? <laughs> yeah. Patrick's um, playing too, but I don't. Oh, he plans to change his name? Yeah. To I what? don't want to because my my actual name is uh, was given to me because that was my great-grandmother's first name. And then my middle name is the same as two, no, three of my brothers. We all have the same middle name. Why don't you change your one of your names to Snow? That's what you'll be called, to Snow. Because that's the nickname everybody's given me. Eventually, somebody will change it. Um, my nickname used to be Goose. That's what my family used to call me. Oh, really? <laughs> my best friend used to call me Chipmunk. So, what is what is Snow now that just sticks with you? Uh, it stuck so long because my hair has always been really, really blonde. Um, even before I started dyeing it, I had dirty blonde hair. Uh, I'm very fair skinned. I don't tan very easily. Um, and, uh, my body temperature is actually like two or three degrees cooler than normal all the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm always cold. Uh, and the other part of that was when I was in high school, I used to wear a cat collar and they called me Snowbell. Snowbell. And the first part of it just stuck. So why a uh, why a cat bill? <laughs> it's kind of part of the BDSM thing, but also uh, I'm very cat-like. I have a very cat-like personality. Right. I'm very curious. I'm very ADHD, and I get very distracted by shiny objects and anything that moves. <laughs> is, that, is is that a big the culture too? Like those. Like I was thinking, like those collar thing that uh, most women wear, like the black collars. You know what I'm talking about? Chokers, yeah. Yeah. Chokers. Some of them, it's a fashion statement, and then some of them, it does have to do with BDSM. Yeah, because I've been seeing that a lot of trend lately. Uh, some of them, it's just a fashion thing, though. It's a, it's a fashion thing, or like it's not a signal that girls are like, hey, I like to be dominated. You're like, you should come after me. It depends on what kind of collar it is. Or choker, whatever you want to call it. Uh, But that's, with that one, that's also, uh, some of them, they're not even like chokers. You can have necklaces, BDSM necklaces, that anybody in a BDSM lifestyle would understand what it is, but everyone else would just go, oh, that's a pretty necklace. Right. Um, Our generation, we got to know what, what, you know what that is. Well, I mean, I've met guys that are in their late, 60s, early 70s that are into BDSM. Really? Um, there's a thing at the Renaissance Festival that if you actually do go, if you see somebody with a tail, mm. uh, there's actually a hidden meaning to it. Um, some people know it, some people don't. Um, a lot of people re- don't realize it, but if you wear your tail directly at the back, like where your tailbone is, it means that you're... Uh, that you're not in a relationship and you're looking for somebody. Um, 
if you wear it on one hip or the other, it means you're taken and you're not looking for someone on the other hip. And I can't remember which way it goes, but um, I think it's your left hip. It means that you're with somebody, but y'all are looking for someone. And if you, they have more than one tail, like if they've got four or five, however many, that's how many partners they have. Wow. You see that a lot of the Renaissance Fair? Uh, I've seen a few times. Um, yeah, he saw nine tails last year. Um, oh, and if it's at the front of your hips, it means that you're single and you're not looking for somebody. Hmm. Okay. Well, if I go to the Renaissance Fair this year, I'm going to look for the tail with the back on the tailbone. <laughs> I mean, that, that one's actually kind of iffy to tell if that's what it means or if they're just like, oh, it's a tail. I'm going to wear it properly again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'll just ask her, like, hey, I talked to this lady on the podcast. She was telling me about this meaning this tail. Is this true? <laughs> if they say no, then that means that they don't know. They don't know. Okay. All right. Uh, let's get to the last uh, question on the feminism. Uh, were you... Uh, where do you think Finnevis is going to go off from here? Um, I really think that they're still going to keep trying to find something to fight for, even though there's really nothing left for them to fight for. And they're just going to keep getting into fights with people over nothing. Because mm. that seems to be what they've been doing lately. Yeah, especially just to call it this lady. They won't join us in your beliefs or just don't even yeah. be natural at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, this has definitely been an interesting topic to talk about. I mean, uh, you're probably more knowledgeable to me with this, so I'm glad I know some aspect about it now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's great having you on the podcast. It's been you know winding down the hour. But once again, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Uh, I definitely want to do another with you later on. And. Uh, and you want to do any uh, plugs before we get off here? Um, I can do my Instagram again. Yeah. Uh, it's HollywoodBell52496. Okay. All right, guys. You heard it here. This is DJ Stash signing off from Thomas on the Pod. We'll catch you all next time. Peace. <laughs>